0: This is the Fantasy Road Show.
1: Hey yo, welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. This episode is brought to you by Real One Proteins. If you're looking to get back in the gym or just looking to re-up your supplement game, check out Rule One Proteins. They got the best protein on the market. They also got the best supplements, best vitamins, you name it. They got it. Go check them out at ww.rualoneproteins.com. You guys know the drill. My name is Truck. I'm joined as always by Culls and Shane O'Mac, and today we have a special guest for everybody, Houston Texan Zone, Jared King. Jared, how you doing, buddy?
2: Doing great. Appreciate you guys for having me.
0: King, what's going on, brother? What's up, um, man? Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, King is an awesome human being. I met him through a uh, college friend. Um, recently got to see King a couple months ago, and we were just kind of connecting on what's been going on, and uh, both hopping into the sports podcasting space, so it was only a matter of time and super excited, uh, you know, to have Jared on, introduce um, what he's going to be working on in Houston and kind of get into it from there.
2: Yeah, man. Well, um, we're, uh,
0: we yeah, still- yeah. Just jump right in, I guess, and tell everyone, um, you know, your background, where you're from, and kind of um, what you're up to now and in, in, in what you're going to be working on.
2: Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I grew up most of my life in Louisiana with a mutual friend with Mike Aaron. uh, Grew up there, played football over at ULM, a little bit as far as my sports background, ran a lot of track, played a lot of football um, at a a school, Riverfield Academy, actually. And uh, those are my years around 18, 19, then uh, had an opportunity to come and approach a music uh, outlook over here in Houston. So me and a friend came over and explored all the venues and checked it out and did that whole scene, you know, for a little while. And then during that time I had uh, came across a couple of buddies, you know, new friends, and they got me into the uh, Houston Texans. Cause I really never followed the saints. I was more into just college football at the time. And, and uh, they got me into it, went to a game. The rest was history. As far as a fan, I said, I'm, a, that's it. I'm a Houston, Texas fan from you now. And uh, I was blessed enough to be uh, here in the, not the real early years, but around 2012 is when I became a real, real uh, fan. And uh, I had a lot of opportunity to see Andre Johnson, Arian Foster, all those guys. So that was kind of my start. So I had a little bit of uh, maybe a little spoiled as soon as I got here, you know, cause we had shop and then they were kind of popping on all rounds. And then uh, we've had some rough years, but uh, of course you guys know we're, we're on a high right now, but, um, but yeah, but just uh, been in the area and, me and a few friends, same guys with the Texans game, uh started doing this 3J sports. And uh we do a lot of the Houston covering Houston sports, Rockets, Astros. Uh obviously had a great year uh last year in Astros. Um but uh, the
0: last like what 10 years? Yeah, seven, we've been we've been rocking really, and rolling
2: as far as the comedy, ring, you know, the, seven, the the main ring there. Seven, you know, we had to get that other one. Yeah, so, seven, uh,
0: 17 was uh that first that first world series championship. So closing on a decade. um, That's, I mean, I don't know if did the Blackhawks go full, (laughs) full decade in Chicago. That was our most recent dynasty. It's so fun to be a part of and just be in the mix every year. Um, So a Chicago podcast, you know, we have uh, a big off season with the bears. We've talked about that a lot. Um, Obviously this past season, um for, for Stroud and the Texans, it looks like they're gonna be in the mix for the next 10 years. So uh we could be seeing a lot of you, King, and a lot of Bears. Uh yeah, man. Truck's the big Bears fan of the podcast, so okay. you know hopefully
2: the Bears. Hopefully, yeah,
0: hopefully in the next <laughs> few years. Hopefully in the next few years we get Bears uh Texans um, Super Bowl. But um. Actually, Truck and I were talking about going to Houston for the Texans Bears game next year. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, and if that's the case, King, we may have yeah, to give me uh, a shout, man. I got have plenty of room. Yeah. We might Done have to deal get there. I oh, didn't yeah. know that you played college football.
2: Yeah, I played over at ULM, man. I was a I receiver. Not- I played there, played there a year, and then uh found other opportunities to t- you know take on. But uh, but yeah, I had a blast, man. Played some good players. Uh, got knocked around a lot, but it was a good time
3: wait did you just say you played receiver
2: i was i was a okay receiver.
3: wow okay so what's what's your frame what's your six six
2: two? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm six foot uh, okay. i was 188 mm-hmm. but okay. uh, i had a i was blessed with uh some speed and uh, mm-hmm. with the track side i was the state champion of the hundred meter and uh oh, um, nice. I, I ran a 106 and ran a <laughs> but i was a solid four or 540 you know wow. i was rocking and rolling but i had a lot of opportunity in Shreveport uh got to work with doug peterson at calvary Baptist a little bit and wow. uh, that was a great time um if you're familiar with john david booty and all them their little brother mm-hmm. was actually the quarterback there and uh that was a really good really good experience to be honest with you um but yeah i got to got to do lsu stuff and check all that out but but yeah man all the younger years it was a good time playing sports that's for sure
0: I didn't know you played ball at ULM. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I've known King now, gosh, over 10 years. It's so crazy yeah. to age us like that. Um, and, um, so, uh, you know, I've, we've always talked sports, gotten along, uh, gotten, gotten along extremely well. He's obviously a, a great guy, but I think of King as Appreciate it, man. A, I, I think of King as a musician first. Um, so, uh, you know, I'd love, I, I'd love it if, if you could, Give us something there on that end here uh, for the pot as well.
2: Yeah, you want me, you want me to hit something right now?
0: Yeah, give give us a, give give the give the roadie something, King. Let, let me let's see, see what I got here. What? Yeah, let
2: me see what I got here. Pull something up real quick. Let's That's see good. here, man. I think I can. Oh, what do you know? There's a guitar right here, man. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Every,
0: every, every guitarist. Right? What'd you know? Where's I that, love flute? that? Right up my sleeve. Every, every guitarist <laughs> conveniently, conveniently has it. In our How's that sound? Room.
2: Y'all hear that? Yep. Yeah. Well, are y'all ready?
0: Yep. Let's yep. go.
2: But are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> are you ready? Ready.
3: Are you ready for
2: some football? A Monday night party. Yes, yeah, rocking J King. We about to get the show started. We got the teams on the field and the light up bright. All my rowdy friends are back for Monday night. Hey.
1: Yes,
2: sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh cheers, boys.
1: Jared,
0: Love that was it. phenomenal. I Fre- uh,
2: appreciate you, man. Uh- least i can do appreciate
0: you i love it um so as you noticed, as you heard on the intro uh truck's father is quite the musician himself he put that together (laughs) tell the background of how that all came together with the intro music truck
1: yeah so my dad was uh uh, doing a little bit of um uh you know i think he was doing some uh, a potential commercial for um uh what's the what's that brand patagonia Patagonia yeah he was gonna do a commercial for Patagonia and they had a bunch of options they unfortunately didn't go with his option but he had a bunch of uh, like little 30 second songs or blues clips and I was like oh let me get that that sounds great and then the outro too I'm sure you'll hear the outro at the end of the song or at the end of the episode Uh, that's all original music as well my dad's quite the musician he's a guitar player by trade but um, can he does it all so
2: nice man yeah, yeah. awesome I uh, love music man. oh yeah
0: yeah. Oh, yeah King King I mean we were just at Max's wedding and King was playing music until 3 a.m every night yeah um, <laughs> everyone's singing it, it's so funny those Louisiana guys in, in Chicago we uh there's there's just like different types of stuff going on I always tell Max there's different types of things going on and like access to like entertainment where in Louisiana yeah. you guys like are just so good at skills like playing music <laughs> and survival skills and thing, yeah. things of that nature so uh, it's so funny when they're all together just playing music till you know <laughs> the sun comes up so it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah yeah um i thought i i figured you'd like that shano mac that was good. It, it you know and you know
3: so i just got turned on speaking of music and you'd appreciate this now coles where you're at like, I just now got turned on to Shane Smith and the Saints, um, Austin-based band. Never heard of them. Never, you know, listened to them. And a buddy of mine went to their concert, sent me some of their clips on YouTube. Like I got, you know, you never heard of this? Listen to it. And so yesterday, I found myself in a rabbit hole. Like, I spent an hour just listening to their music online. Just hooked lines. It. Nice.
0: Shane, uh Shane likes anything that has his name in it um well yeah let's get started with some Texans talk I wanted to uh yeah I I wanted that I wanted King to intro us into a little Texans football uh and serenade us a little bit but um yeah I mean CJ Stroud tell us about the buzz in the city obviously um trading up last year for him and Will Anderson was a bold move and it's Paid off, I think, better than anyone expected. But tell us about Stroud, kind of the feeling around the city uh, and the optimism there.
2: Well, man, it's definitely – I mean, I'm sure you guys can imagine we're on a high, you know. it's. uh, There was a lot of hate, you know, guys like uh, Nick Wright coming out from the start when we made those draft picks. He was trashing it. He's like, a lot of people think this is good. I think it could be a terrible thing, detrimental to them for the next few years, you know. And, uh, how about two guys coming out and proving it all wrong and, uh, rookie of the year on both sides. I mean, what else could you ask for from them? Uh, they exceeded obviously all expectations for the season. Um, with, uh, my guys at 3J sports, we had done predictions and stuff. And I don't think any of us were even close to thinking we would go that far and do it what we did, you know? So, uh, we're just proud of the guys and we know we got a bright future.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Like, so bringing in D'Amico Ryans, like kind of reinventing the Texans, um, you're going to want an anchor on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. And that's the move that they made, uh, that bold move that they made in the draft last year. And playoffs year one. I mean, like like you said, the – I was extremely high on Stroud this year coming to the season. Um, very high on Nico Collins and that Tank Dell connection, I think probably more so than industry, a lot more than industry <clears throat> consensus from a fantasy football perspective. I think we had like me and truck had like close to 50% ownership in, um, in Nico Collins for our underdog um drafts just taking an absolute massive share he was our number one wide receiver and that paid off so like i thought i was very high on them did not i I think probably had him as like five win team something around those lines so um just absolutely incredible i don't know shane what do you think from the standpoint of that offense i'd say let's break it up to offense then we'll go into defense later but um from the offense heading into next year? What did you like this year? What do you think they can build on and take it to the next level? So what I liked, you mentioned it briefly was, and people don't, they seem to
3: forget or don't mention it as much, but that tank Dell draft choice, I think that was huge. That, um, you know, he wasn't thought of because of his slight frame, small stature, but, you know, we're in a different time now in the NFL where you do not have to have that prototypical wide receiver Size And he just creates so many mismatches. He could do so many different things with the ball. I think that was just a huge, huge addition um, <clears throat> for a rookie quarterback. I know they paid a little bit much paid a little bit higher for it, but bringing somebody like Dalton Schultz um, for my team, the Cowboys, I think was a huge move for them just to have that security blanket um, yeah. for Stroud in there um, going forward i think last year i think everybody knows what on offense what the concern was and that was running the ball they had some good stretches with singletary kind of that middle to late season you know you look at that cincinnati game on the road as as one of those but running it consistently and explosively you know that was probably their their biggest weakness
0: yeah going back to tank dell um so that's one of those things where like recruiting now you obviously have access to all the film but him playing ball in Houston wanting to stay in Houston yeah. Stroud coming out and being like this is the guy that I want to play with me like those quarterbacks are so good and they've been in they've been so good for their entire career that they know what weapons they need to make yeah. their offense work and them feel comfortable and tank Dell was one of those guys um so you know i I, I know last season in dynasty drafts I had targeted him I got him in Uh, the one that truck commissions I got him super late just because like it's a late round flyer on a guy that the quarterback is going to give the opportunity to win. And that small frame that Shane just talked about, like that just gives him that edge. He's been small his entire career and he's used that and he succeeded with that. So, you know, taking a shot on a guy like that is never a bad move. Um, hometown staying in Houston, um and and kind of gives stroud that weapon that he was looking for so i think tank dell's been again exceeded expectations the way that they're using him and just highlight getting him the ball make it he's going to be the type of player that they just get creative and get him the ball and let him go as much as they can so um what do you see there king with dell um what type of workload do you think he can handle given his smaller frame um i think you know maybe 10 touches a game is that something that you see is is reasonable kind of give us a give us your rundown on take dell and where you see him in the offense
2: well i guess it just depends on you know the what kind of moves we make but um just like uh shane was saying we need to make sure we get back um schultz you know that's huge to get him in there you know to where shroud can move the ball around And you don't have to just force the ball to Tank because he's got the speed. But, I mean, look at Nico. I mean, he came out and did his thing. But Tank is just – we love him here, man. You know, when that draft pick happened, uh, my buddy Jeremy, he was like, man, this is a great pick. And Stroud wanted this fella, like you were saying, you know. And uh, sure enough, he did not disappoint, brother. He was just on the field flying around, you know. And it was just unfortunate he had that (laughs) injury. And uh, you could see the camaraderie, how much they were hurt you know, just more than just, we lost a guy, we lost a brother today, yeah. you know, we're not going to have him for the rest of the season. And then he's worked his tail off to get to here, you know, Stroud was pretty emotional about that. So, you know, he loves the guy and he wants to get on the ball as much as he can, but uh, you know, they'll have to make sure they're spreading it around, get it to Nico. We'll see how Michi does coming, coming into the next year. And uh, I mean, there's possibilities of us trying to draft um, Adonai Mitchell. I've heard talk of that, um, which, but I think Nico can handle the, the workload because they're saying we don't have a deep ball guy but nico really blew it up um i've heard that talk i don't agree with that i think nico's great i love tank um michi's gonna get in there and start tearing it up and i mean we still have robert woods too you know don't forget about him
0: yeah i think from the pass catching standpoint they're probably good um tanks the guy that they're gonna try to get the ball um playing that slot role and just getting creative oh, yeah. Nico Collins stretches the field, but he's also a possession, like third down receiver possession type guy. Um, I think Mechie's going to be the guy that I target in that offense from a fantasy perspective next year. Everyone's going to be all over Cotton Nico and everyone's going to be all over Tank Dell. There's not going to really be any value there, but I do think it's going to be a high-powered offense, and I think Mechie looked really good um, towards the end of last season. Yeah. So, you know, he had an entire year off of football um, from a wide receiver that matters just from, like, speed and timing. So he kind of got caught back up. It looked like towards the end of the year he was catching some balls and getting some yeah. yardage. So uh, from a fantasy perspective, Matchy's the guy that I'm going to be targeting most on that offense. Um, so, I, you know, the thing that I think about Dalton Schultz Is that he's that veteran that they needed that like guy to keep the huddle composed? In that you have a rookie quarterback with two new, two young weapons and really need like a veteran presence in the huddle. So I agree that like he's kind of like the glue guy, if you will. Um, I don't know if that's the right term to put him at, but, um, Truck, what do you think there with Schultz? with the pass catchers as i just mentioned and kind of um, what that looks like going into the next year
1: yeah for me it, it was so funny uh, listening early on in the offseason listening to everybody talk trash about the texans wide receiver core as a as a, as a unit saying they're the worst they're not there i saw one short of uh, a, a little clip of somebody pretending to be cj stroud throwing balls into dumpsters in their yard it was like <laughs> this is what this is what's going to be happening this year and to be it so far from the truth. It's it was great to see, um, and to see uh, Dalton Schultz. In my opinion, was a great fit. I really do hope you guys re-sign him. I think he's a pivotal part of that offense. Um, but for me, you know, Nico Collins was was a big surprise. I love to see that Tank Dell. After that first game of him popping off, I was like, dude, this guy is going to be phenomenal. I remember I talked to Mike that first week. I'm like, dude, this guy Tank Dell is something special and uh, uh so well, here's a camp.
0: here's a funny story uh tr- truck and i i sold truck on nico collins and uh tank dell um he had just drafted stroud in his in his in his dynasty dynasty league. rookie yeah, and dynasty i was desperate draft. i was desperate for running backs and i was super deep at wide receiver so i was like hey nico collins and tank dell i'll trade you both of them for rashad white And Rashad white was like from a dynasty perspective or from a fantasy football perspective, his like analytics, his numbers weren't great. So everyone just hated him. And I always thought he was a pretty good runner. Like he just looks good. He's an athletic running back, um, has been since Arizona state. So I needed a running back. I knew he was going to have opportunity. So we made a, I I made a hard sell on Nico pairing them with Stroud in a dynasty league with with Nico and tank. And it's, I mean, it's worked out obviously amazing for, for truck. Both of them are going to be highly, I, I don't know their rankings, their industry consensus from a dynasty wide receiver, but they're both probably top 25, top 30. Um, and then obviously Rashad White, Rashad White, had an outstanding year. So it was a win-win trade for both of us. But I thought that was a pretty funny. Uh, yeah, at,
1: it, right in the beginning, right when I f- accepted that trade, I I had a he was buyer so mad at me. I was so He's, mad. I was like, he, I can't he believe would, I made that he, trade. He wouldn't I talk to me for like, like a day. I I was I was very uh, uh, mad at myself for pulling the trigger, and then now at the end of the season, I couldn't be more happy. I, I was yeah. like, you know, I got C.J. Stroud, Those I got Tank awesome. Dell, Nico Collins, heading into this year, I couldn't be more happy. So, oh yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, offensively, what what I found to be uh, pretty wild was Damian Pierce. You know, his rookie year, yeah. Damian Pierce was very effective on the ground. He, I think, he had like four point five yards per carry his rookie year, and then he comes out this year and just completely just can't adapt to the new offense or like, I'm, I'm Jerry, what is, what is your explanation for of the
2: downfall of Damian Pierce and what happened there? Yeah, basically I have a question mark next to him um, because we need to either it's, we'll see what the future holds, but you know, Singletary is going to be a free agent and he did real, really, really good for us. Um, of course there's different scenarios of how they could pick offensive linemen, you know, interior defensive line. You know corner running back not sure what uh domico's plan is but in domico we trust that's for sure oh, <laughs> but um
0: outstanding
2: but but pierce he only pulled out 416 rushing yards this year and that's yeah. uh about as half as many as singletary and singletary only had 60 more carries and uh singletary had over a thousand yard all purpose mm-hmm. <laughs> but um i'm not sure what the, the plan is i would love being uh, i – I've always been a Florida State fan. I'd love to see old Benson somehow get on our squad, but I think he'll go to some other team, you know. But uh, I've also heard talk about Bucky Irvin from uh, Oregon being a pickup. So it kind of just depends on what the thing is. But as of right now, I have a, um, a question mark next to Pierce because we, we expect him to do well, you know, but we're unsure. Yeah. So I, my, my
3: question for you, Jared, is so this is a pretty robust – um, year free agency wise with running backs, yeah. you've got some pretty big names, you've got some younger big names. Would you rather see them go big after a Saquon Barkley, after a Derrick Henry, after a Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, or would you rather, you know, not spend that money and just hit it in the draft?
2: Well, me and my guys at 3J, mm-hmm. Jeremy and John, we talked about how we're good with getting a Saquon. If that can happen, I would say Stroud and Saquon Barkley could be – or that offense would be insane. Um, yeah. I would love to see it. Just kind of depends on the plan. But I would not mind um, – I would not mind Saquon in, in Houston at all. He would he would be a great addition. Yeah. Um, I, that, I that wonder was if you guys f- – the
3: Cowboys getting Henry. I've heard a lot of talk about <laughs> that, but – not sure how there, that's gonna go. There's talk about that, but you know Jerry likes to get that news out there any way he can. So, uh, you know, when it comes time to paying the piper, it rarely happens. So, as a Cowboys fan, I get the saying we're used to is we like our guys. That's gotcha. his saying. We like our guys, so he rarely goes out and spends on the free agency
0: side. Um, I, I one of the first things I said this off season was. The Texans need to go get Saquon. Yeah. Um, I, I just think, like, to be honest, they probably could win a championship without him just because of Stroud's, like, we've seen him in games where Layton, like, he, he he's just not scared of the moment. So he's passed every single test this year and it just looks like he is that guy. Um, you know, I think originally my concerns with Stroud was, like, he played in a cupcake cupcake big 10 and just like, didn't really need to be on at all times and like could take games off. So he made poor decisions and bad throws against like a shitty Nebraska team or something like that. Um, well he adapted and showed that he can play at the NFL speed almost immediately. Um, and then you put him in big moments pass, uh, he's beaten, he's beaten some of the best teams in the league. And then like, you'd see him come back on fourth quarter drives and him just march down the field and score touchdowns all season long i know like professional bettors were just fading stroud because they're like it's an anomaly rookie uh rookie quarterbacks cannot do this at the level that stroud's doing it so you probably can win a championship without adding a saquon but i just think while you have this rookie contract window why not take the fence to that complete next level and spend at the running back position now while you can uh and just make that offense that much more dynamic saquon can catch the ball from the backfield he's he can he he can candle 30 30 touches a game so that just gives you know that attention you were talking about taking away from dell that's 30 touches right there you know what i mean yeah um so I think he would make it an extremely dynamic offense, and I would love to see that. If you miss on Saquon, Jacobs, Josh Jake. Jacobs is a running, I think would fit there because at the end of the day, you need, guy, you need a guy that's going to run the ball, right, to open yeah. up that passing game. Um, and Jacobs shown that he can do that on some pretty bad Raiders teams, uh, put him on a contender, and I'd love to see what he could do. Oh, yeah. Um, another guy we didn't talk about who I – wanted to mention from the past catchers brevin jordan uh, he's a weapon too man (laughs) like uh we saw him have some big plays truck are those your cats meowing it's so funny. I
1: got no, I have my my windows open and some dog is <laughs> just going a shit out here. So I'm trying to keep my mic down, I'll No, I'll you're good. To
0: I was just I was hearing the howling in the background of my Brevin Jordan take. Um I don't have much to say about Jordan other than he's shown that he could be a big playmaker, uh which is huge because you have a Schultz who can be a possession type tight end, red zone threat for sure. Shane knows more than me about how you can get creative in your usage with Schultz. However, Brevin Jordan, if he could be a change of pace tight end that comes in and catches passes, uh, and you can drop some big plays for him, just being an athletic big man, that's you know again just another layer to the offense that they can get creative with with Stroud's arm talent.
2: Yeah, he had a rundown. I'm not sure exactly which game it was, but he busted one open down the sideline and we got to see his wheels that day. Everybody was like, what did, where did that come from? You know, so he's, he could do some damage on the field, you know, feed him the ball.
1: Yeah. And then uh, what about Noah Brown, too? Noah Brown's going to be a, uh, a free agent. And he, once, once Tank Dell got injured, uh, Noah came in and had a couple massive games. Um, I know I picked him up in a couple leagues I was thoroughly impressed with him but uh, you think he's gone he's, he's definitely not going back or what do you think there?
2: I think he's per- personally I think he's he's not coming back. Um, a lot of guys say drops you know I'm not sure of how many drops he had this year but I know that was that's been kind of a thing on his uh, you know negative side but um but yeah like you said he he did explode for us when we needed him most you know and I, hey everything he did for us I do appreciate but I, I'm not sure if he'll be coming back in my opinion. Yeah,
0: I don't think they need him, to be honest. Like With Mechie, just the way that Mechie started playing towards the end of the year, um, he's going to be the three. I mean, he was such a good player at Alabama. Having him as a three is not a bad place to be. And then you, of course, have Robert Woods, who they'll probably split out wide as well, uh, and then move Mechie into the slot. You can just get really creative with who they have right now. I mean, even
2: Hutchinson gets some great catches, you know, cl- crucial coming across the middle. You know, you, you need those guys, and we we got yeah. a lot of guys. For sure. Well,
1: um, speak, speaking of that, what, uh, what kind of, uh, you know, outside of the draft, free agency-wise, outside of – I know we talked about Saquon Barkley coming in. Uh, what other moves do you think the Texans need to make, um, you know, free agency-wise on offense, uh, in your
2: opinion? Um, well, offensively, as far as the interior – you know, offensive line. I know there's definitely, like I said, a question mark with Pierce. It's a question mark with our um, Kenyon Green. He's been a kind of a bust for us on our interior. Um, So I'm not sure where we're going to go with that. I know we got a lot of guys coming back, but as far as the lack of development and their, you know, years of being together and all that kind of stuff with CJ, you know, we're looking for him to, uh, you know, open holes for whichever running back we want to keep or bring in, you know, but um, as far as the tight end, you know, the Schultz. But, I mean, I think our offense is pretty set up. It's just making – like Mike's saying, if we can get a Saquon, it's going to be dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous, which I hope it can happen, man. Looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: That the, the offensive line, I don't know the numbers. I, I honestly didn't look to see where they finished um, in terms of offensive line efficiency. But, like, I imagine that was a lot of – the Singletary success. Um, I know Tunsil yeah. is obviously like one of the best in the league, right. but to me, just like without looking at any kind of statistics or any analytics behind it, I think of the Texans again, offensive line out overperformed um, and are probably in a pretty good spot moving into next season. So yeah, I don't see the holes on offense. I think it's either. I agree with you, Jared spending mm-hmm. for a Saquon or a Jacobs um maybe you know solidify if there's an if there's a lineman spot that you need to kind of take care of a contract and tie down to make sure it's stable and you have the same group of guys or you know upgrade at one spot but everything seems to be pretty pretty set in stone there
2: and i've i've heard a lot about you know we got the the money to make moves right now to win and um and we can, as far as the draft, fill the spots where who's the best man up. If we if there's a great corner to take, take him, if it's Dolph, if it's offensive lineman, take him. Whichever one's the best, you know, pick at the time. Because yeah. um, we got a lot of moves we can make. I think there's it's not just one track. Oh, this is it, or you know. But um, I think we can, if we can make something work out, it'll be nice, man.
0: Yeah. So I heard you say development. I want to talk about a guy, a little Baton Rouge guy who's dealt development this year on the defensive end. Uh, is he one of the best corners in the league now Sting.
2: oh uh, Man, I love him. I know that he's, <laughs> he's picking all, I mean, he's just doing his thing out there, man. And I, I mean, all the corners, I really do. uh I like them all, but yeah, Derek, he's been out there handling business, um, Josh Thompson doing his thing, but unfortunately, you know, Steve Nelson and King might be, it might be taken off. So that where the void comes in where we might need to take a, Take a corner, but I do know everybody's got their eye on uh, Ladarius Need. I know that is a huge guy out there. Um, Well, did you hear the reports today? I didn't. I do know the cap got extended and all that. um, Zavian
0: Zavian Howard is a Houston guy, Um, and he has expressed he wanted to be in Houston. Uh, The team has not responded to that at all, but he's obviously (sighs) one of the more talented uh, players in the second year that we've seen sign a big contract with the Dolphins. Dolphins kind of just like blew up in my mind. They were looking so good and then things just didn't ever really come yeah, together. Um, so he's looking for a home and Texans were uh, at least Howard came out and said that he would come play. So, I mean, maybe they get a kind of a discount there with Howard and that would, that'd be great. Sh- that would sure things up back there. But yeah, I mean, you have Petrie, um stingley was outstanding this year um yeah so defensive side of the ball you could probably add what are they look do you know what they were looking to add there on defense uh any position in particular
2: well besides the corner spot like we were saying a few guys leaving they might be able to make whichever key free agents they want to keep on the team but um man i'd love to see sneed but you know it just depends on the money situation i do know that the uh the interior defensive line is um, is a big deal right now because we're losing um, rankings. I believe we're trying to re-sign them, but him and Collins combined for about eleven sacks last season. But we really need to have that replacement or bring him back. So we need another D tackle in there. Um, but I mean that defensive line is it did well. I mean Will Anderson. I mean that felt if he wasn't getting sacks, he was disrupting the play, um, and they just played well this year. But you know, just got to make a few moves and get those get those holes filled in.
3: Yeah, so I was just looking out of curiosity. Uh, Houston is sixth most cap space in the league this year, seventy-three million. So they've got the money to spend. I mean, they could. Oh yeah, you could go a Barkley a Jacobs, and you know one of those defensive guys. Whether it's it's probably Snead who you'd want to target because of his age, but
2: and that, and that's kind of the the look i mean we have our you know with the drafts it's like should we pick up another receiver or should we should we get a work spend the money on the running back or spend some money on a corner because there's so many flashy receivers in the afc we need to cover them you know we need somebody to cover these guys and if we can have offense all day but you got to get those you know on the outside that's where all the magic happens you better have it covered got tyreek or chase coming downhill good luck (laughs)
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the division for a little bit, because, you know, Jaguars heading into last season, everyone thought like, oh, this is the Jaguars division. There is really not a lot of optimism for any other team. Um, And then you see the Jaguars have the season that they did. Uh, I talked about potentially some of that could have been Trevor Lawrence's injury being a little bit more serious than it actually was. Um, I don't know. I I just think he's too good of a quarterback to have a down year last year and then that trend continue. Um, so how good is the Houston fan base feeling right now, um, about that division and what kind of stranglehold they have on it?
2: Um, yeah, the Jaguars, they were, it was just such a crazy end of the year, right? I mean, it came down to not being in the playoffs and then winning the division, you know, it was kind of, kind of crazy. So, I guess it just depends, like you said, with the Colts. You know, they're gonna be healthy. Uh the Jags, they're gonna be all healthy. And it's just about battling it out and making the right plays, of course. But it is it's gonna be an interesting year because I mean all these quarterbacks look pretty good. Uh Richardson got a was it concussions? I'm not sure what kept him out for the rest of the season. Concussions
1: oh, plural. Or- yeah, no, yeah. His
2: shoulder Any- <laughs> Yeah. Nah, it's it's a shoulder a sh-
1: no shoulder. Shortcut.
0: Yeah.
2: But uh but I mean, ultimately I think we have the best offense. I mean The defense, I think we can hold it down, fill the holes. Um, You know, it's just coming down to execution and performing. And D'Amico, I know, has a plan. I mean, as soon as we got him, Seth Payne, I was commenting with him and said, man, in D'Amico, we trust. He said, I absolutely agree. (laughs) That is what we all feel right now. So this team is – it has a different – from the fan standpoint, it feels like they are brothers, truly, not just guys out there making money and doing their thing. These guys are – are really the camaraderie is is amazing to see and uh the offense and the defense not just you know anything it's all together and uh bringing in these guys and these leaders and they came in and they've just uh blown our expectations away man so we're looking forward to uh taking on everybody and winning the division again
0: yeah shano mac what do you think about this division heading into next year so yeah i think
3: you know Indianapolis got pretty close, you know, with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. So I think they're going to be right there. People forget about Jacksonville, you know, because they ended up third in the division, but I think they started off eight and three, I think they were. And then when Trevor started getting his injuries. um, And so I think it's going to be one of the tighter divisions between those three teams. I don't think Tennessee's anywhere close with Will Levis uh, playing quarterback there, but I mean, I think the biggest thing for Houston, and maybe in Houston it's being talked about a lot, but, man, retaining Bobby Slowick as coordinator of that offense was huge. I really thought he was going to get more looks at head coaching opportunities coming from that tree um, that he does, that coaching tree, and his creativeness on the offensive side. Um, But that had to be huge for for the fan base down there.
2: Oh, we were blown away. I mean, we were all kind of, you know, you want him to do well, but we were crossing our fingers that, you know, he didn't take off because we like him. And mm-hmm. uh, we want to keep this team together, keep everybody together. Let's keep ro- this rocking. And uh, that was definitely our best off- off-season win number one right there was getting him yeah. back. And uh, and shout-out to Andre Johnson, Hall of Fame. That was great. That was our <laughs> yeah. other man on the uh, – That yeah. was that was great. The Chris Carter deal, man, that was beautiful. But, yeah. Bobby Slowick, man, we're just glad to have him back and we're really, really pumped for the new year, man.
0: I can't believe we got through an entire offensive conversation without Shane O'Mac bringing up Slowick. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I know. I'm mad at myself
0: and I did not mention that earlier. Yeah. I really can't believe that. I just, yeah, was like, you, golly. You, you, you said Sloic, you and I was and like, I was like, wait. Shane O'Mac's a big Slowick guy. We'll say yeah. that. Yes. Um, yeah, he's great, man. We like him. Yeah, so I I can't believe I didn't think of Sloak there either. And one thing that I thought of when when his name came up was like that brotherhood that you were speaking to. I think he has a big, big role in that. Um, I just think him coming back, I I don't know if it was him not getting a job or him being pretty like in these interviews, being pretty like it's going to take everything for me to – leave the Texans. I, I just feel like oh, yeah. he loves and sees something so special in Stroud. It probably all goes back to Stroud. Like everyone around him is like, holy shit, this guy's special. Oh, yeah. We want to be a part about that. We want to be a part of his success and, and, and we want to, you know, grow something here um, because it is that special. So I, I think Sloic sees that uh, he probably knows what he has in Stroud is incredible. And ah, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be a head coach in the football, in the NFL, right? Like, I think we can all agree on that. Um, He's probably just sitting back, didn't see any of these opportunities being the opportunity for him. Maybe like if the Chargers gave him a run and he could go with a Herbert, that would be something that would make enough sense for him to leave. But I bet you he kind of was pretty, pretty clear that it's going to take the right situation and really everything that I ask for, uh, for me to leave this special Texans offense. So um, anyways, I just wanted to make that point about Slug.
2: Yeah, I'm sure just as much as it's fun us watching him, I'm sure it's fun coaching him. And, and oh, are you kidding me? Are
0: <laughs> you kidding me, man? Uh, all that hard work they put in, you know, you heard from day one with Stroud that he was first guy in, last guy out. Extreme leadership um and just like a veteran presence walking in his rookie year um every every report i'm sure you you guys heard it more than oh, yeah but it even leaked through to the national news that was like this guy is making a crazy impression literally in training camp um so yeah um yeah
2: his his interview skills and just his confidence level um, in the locker room. I know it's contagious and it's just, and Will Anderson came in with them and they're, them guys are just two peas in a pod, man. They're bringing the energy with the Miko coming in. Uh, Seth Bain has commented and said, the atmosphere is completely different. Uh, JJ Watts said the same thing. I mean, yeah, JJ. love you JJ. Love you. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the atmosphere is good. These guys are excited
3: and we're ready to rock and roll, man. Well, and don't forget, gosh, do you remember all the big hoopla about his uh, wonder score? after the combine like how much that blew up about how bad it was and can he sit there and process pre-snap and you know there was just so much for a week there after the combine so much about that negativity towards him because of that
2: yeah Um, it's kind of funny because you all as, as all the fans we were you know with that that pick we were are we taking cj is it gonna be the bryce young you know towards the end of the year and we ended up getting that win and it kind of kind of put the our destiny in the Carolinas hands, you know, to pick make their pick and we get the next guy and uh talk about that huge win that everybody gave a bunch of crap about to Lovey Smith, you know. Love you, lovey, man. I appreciate it. Keep those guys trying to play, man. Yeah. And uh but what a blessing, lovey. Appreciate you, man. That win ended up changing our freaking future. So hopefully we uh keep this rolling, man.
0: Yeah, I think you gotta shout out uh Tepper as well. Um, cause Frank Reich was very excited to have CJ Stroud coming to his team and then Tepper was just like, Nope, Bryce Young.
2: Yeah. No, we're going with that guy. Yeah, I Appreciate wanted it. to
0: <laughs> I wanted to get Shane O'Mack. So Shane is a southern southern boy uh in, in Wichita, Kansas, and I was hoping to back him into a corner where he had to tell you that he's a Colts guy. Because um, Shane O'Mac is a big Shane Steichen guy. I know you're high on Anthony Richardson in your rankings. Do You think things are going to work out there. So, um, yeah. would you say the Colts are the biggest threat to the Texans? Or, um, you know, we're, we're, let's give, let's make Jared sweat a little bit. It can't just be all sunshine and rainbows there That's in right. this offseason.
3: Yeah. So, I would say right now, I would put them as the threat because over Jacksonville right now, I have to like, I am a believer in Anthony Richardson, um, from a fantasy, from an NFL standpoint. Um, I think he much like, uh, other running quarterbacks like Jalen hurts Steichen coaches him out of taking hits, how to protect himself better next year. I think Michael Pittman comes back. I think you probably see them even either through the draft or free agency at a second. Um, uh, receiving weapon there on that offense. I think
0: Downs is great, too.
3: Downs is a great – I think he's a three. He's a great three to have. You get a full season of Jonathan Taylor now this year. Um, so I think that it's going to come down between the two of them. Um, probably just maybe like last year, even toward it comes down to those last game or two in the season.
0: Yeah, yeah I feel I like that's how that. – I feel like that's how that division always plays out um regardless it finds a way to be super competitive at the end um truck we we, we've been letting you uh take a rest over there but we want to hear what you have to say about this division give us kind of give us kind of your ranking next year um i know pretty early on you were like all over the texans there was one point when truck was so frustrated with the bears he was he like texted me like, should I become a Texans fan?
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm I uh, I'm an Ohio State fan, so uh, yeah. C.J. Stroud was always a big favorite of mine, <laughs> um, and then owning them all in dynasty, you know, it kind of was pointing me in that direction. But uh, yeah, yeah, this division for me, it's uh, it's interesting this year, um, partly because you can kind of throw the Titans out the window, losing Vrabel, and uh, that that whole team kind of uh, has a giant question mark around it. So to me, I, I don't think they're really going to be able to contend between the Texans, the uh, um, uh, the Colts, and the Jags. But I do think the Jags get a lot better this year. I, I think they need to answer some questions in the draft and in free agency. And if they do so, uh, between those big three teams, you guys are going to be duking it out all year. And I, I could see any one of them uh, winning for uh, winning the division, but. For me, from what we saw CJ Straw do at the last second and fourth quarter, you know when the game matters, game on the line, making those big plays, we've seen him do that time and time again this season that I haven't really seen from Trevor Lawrence on a regular basis or from Anthony Richardson for the lack of injuries or whatnot but I, I just I would give the Texans the upper hand I think they're the favorite. I would definitely be picking them as of right now to win the division. Uh, but you got to watch out for the Colts and the Jags, man. They will yeah. be hot on your heels.
0: Truck, can can we get you to say you think they're going to win the Super Bowl too?
1: I, you know, I I might put Let's a future a, a future bet on <laughs> on the Texans winning the Super Bowl. We'll see. Well, I got to wait till the draft. Do it before, I before Saquon well, uh, I, I I should, yeah. Do it I before wanna, the Saquon news. Sorry,
2: yeah. King. I was gonna say I don't want to say the we've we've had one thing we don't want to sound like a lot of the Cowboys fans saying this is our year so we want to <laughs> stay <laughs> relaxed stay humble let the thing process and go out as we you know and see how D'Amico yeah well can it's kind, it's hard together. not to
1: you know it's hard not to after the year you guys had you know it's yeah you, you guys exciting and to be honest I want I want to give you props the way that you talk about um, the camaraderie with the team and uh, you know you're saying in D'Amico we trust as a Bears fan. I do not trust Eberflus. I cannot say (laughs) in Flus we trust. And hearing you talk about your coach like that just makes me realize. Wow, I just I have blind faith in the Bears that we until we get a better coach. I'm just
0: truck as a Bears fan, but also (laughs) as a romantic. You that you you know that touched you. You got you you got to get a little. Get a little emotional with truck and sell him on that. And he, Come on, man. he'll, he'll, he'll job. Hey, I'll tell you, you what Jared, open I tell you
1: what, Jared, when I go uh, to watch the uh, Bears Texans game and hang out with you <laughs> and Mike, <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we might be, uh, you know, figuring something out there. So I, I might grab a jersey, might grab a hat go, next
0: pot. After that,
1: it'll be a whole new story. So we'll see.
0: I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, so. That's Texans for us. Um, I want to talk a little bit about a fantasy. This is a fantasy football show, Jared. Um, you know, we're the fantasy road show. What's your What's your fantasy football journey look like? What is your current portfolio look like, if you will? Give us a rundown on you and fantasy football, your relationship with fantasy football.
2: Well, uh, I got into it probably about, I'd say about eight, nine years ago when I finally – dip my toe in the waters and see see what it was about, you know. And uh, man, fell in love with it. Ended up getting way too many teams at first, but then started narrowing in and uh, ended up pulling off uh, two championships um, in a few leagues. And then, um, but trying to play every year, I've been in the championship a few times. But just doing your best in the draft, you know. I mean, it's doing what you can and picking up waivers and all that. Uh, the waiver wire, of course, and uh, just hopefully the, the cards fall where they may. And it's a uh, favors in your on your way
0: yeah are you probably are, are you playing in like friend leagues is it work is it wh- wh- where, are you, where do you find the leagues that you're playing in primarily
2: um uh there's there's two of them right now i do one with uh my boss over at work and it's about a I think it's a 50 man league give or take he's got a, it's, it's basically you have to play two games a week mm. and uh mm. and he mixes it up it's a huge payout at the end but that's a pretty large one i want to say we do that through fan tracks and uh which is a little bit different you know i had to get used to that but we do the uh (laughs) espn one of course that i do with a couple of buddies and um always love that man but uh didn't pull this one out this year but i got kind of close but it was pretty tough we did the top four teams out of a 12 man but uh but yeah i'll shoot my luck next year see what happens
0: you didn't uh you you didn't get last place and have to do the waffle house challenge at all no (laughs) no 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 That's, that's blowing up right now. I saw the guy, uh, Scott Hansen from red zone. He's, he's loving the waffle house, uh, challenge for the loser. 24 hours spent in a waffle house. Every waffle, every waffle you eat, you get to take an hour off. So the, you know, the person that was just went viral on Twitter, uh, was in there for 12 hours. And he said that he wants to do a red zone of all the different waffle houses with people doing the challenge. Um, so we'll see what happens there.
2: Well, let me ask you a question. Where do y'all see Stroud in as far as fantasy rank and quarterback? Y'all think he's a top five guy now, or I know he was in that eight to a little bit outside of 10 and worked his way in a little bit towards the end of the year, but what do y'all feel now?
0: Shane, take it.
3: Yeah. I had him. I have him at four in my early rankings. So he's definitely top five for me. Um, just because of what we saw as a rookie, his offensive weapons are going to be back and only maybe potentially better. Weak running game, which is great for uh fantasy for your quarterback. So, uh, yeah, he's in my top five.
0: Yeah, we all have Mes Four in Dynasty now that I'm looking at it. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen, Mahomes, one, two. Uh, th- these two have hurts at. Three, I have Herbert at three and then Stroud, so yeah, I mean, he just shot up, he's been outstanding. His age and then how good he's looked, um, he's definitely gonna be all over. Uh, he, he's probably the most interesting, like, dynasty draft pick in conversation is like, how, how high has Stroud risen? So, a lot of people have him as QB3, um, uh, but yeah, I think, um I am gonna put you on the spot, King. Um, we are doing some listener leagues this next year. Okay. Um, and we might have the three j j sports guys. We might have to ask you guys to uh, co own a dynasty team. We're gonna be doing a we're gonna be doing a uh, podcast dynasty league and we okay. want people that are gonna be engaged. We're gonna be creating content throughout the year about it. Um, So if you and your boys haven't gotten involved in dynasty yet, um, I would suggest looking at some rankings and seeing if you'd be interested, but it's, it's so fun because it's a true GM. Like you're drafting a team for the length of, you know, for, for good. And then you're making, you're, you're being, you're being a true GM where you're making decisions at the trade deadline. Like, am I a buyer? Or am I a seller this year? Constantly looking to improve your team for the future. Um, so it, it, we're looking for guys that are going to be committed, that are going to be, you know, paying attention to their teams and always trying to get better. And I think it would be perfect to have um, you guys join the league and we can create content. And, you know, if we have a big matchup, we can, have you on that week and talk some shit it could be a lot of fun oh yeah
2: yeah that sounds interesting man give me a holler let me know when it's going down
0: yeah i think it's going to be probably what nfl draft is uh that next week after nfl draft is probably when we'll get everyone uh kind of organized and and get the wheels in motion there so yeah just just throwing that throwing that on your radar
3: one last question i had for you jared does it give you just some sad and Coles will smirk at me for even asking this questions. I know Alrighty. he's going to give me crap about asking this, but does it just give you a little bit of satisfaction and the people in Houston just seeing Deshaun Watson flame out like he has?
2: 100% my friend. I <laughs> mean, we always wish everyone will, you know, so even, you know, even as those, as those situations happened. Uh, but we are very blessed in our situation right now. And, uh, we couldn't be happier. That's for sure. Uh, we do wish the Browns all good luck, but uh, we're just very blessed. We're happy with our situation. That's all I have to say about that.
3: There, you're much more nicer yeah. than I was because it would just thrill me to no end to see one of my guys traded just not do good.
0: That there's yeah. a Coles conspiracy tied to that whole situation, but I don't think it's good for air right now. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think I think there is. Uh, I'm not giving up hope on Watson. I think he has a bounce back here.
2: Yeah, I think he'll do well, just uh, getting in the system. And, I mean, he did play for a pretty long time. So it's, it's the different system being works. in shape and then football it, shape, as it, Jerry Rice yeah. used to say.
0: Yeah, if Flacco can step in and play like the way he did towards the end of the year, the system clearly works. Um, it'll be interesting to see when Chubb comes back there. We don't need to end this op- the, this episode talking about <laughs> <to Ryan's. laughs> We don't need to end this episode good talking call, Browns. Yeah, good call. Well,
2: I will say this. Um, we are excited, too, on the draft night. Uh, the Texans are actually – we're unveiling a new uniform that we, we're doing this year. Oh. So, Ooh. really. We're keeping the emblem, but we're changing our uniforms.
1: Okay. I, I have to say I do love your guys' uniforms. Those Appreciate all it. reds. Yeah, yeah that battle sick. red
2: looks they're sharp sick. on Stroud out there, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it
0: does. Yeah um well awesome let's uh i guess one other thing i had to talk about houston rodeo did that just get started this past weekend the The cook-off has begun cook-off has (laughs) begun Shane mac this is like the biggest barbecue cook-off i think in the united states uh one of the bigger rodeos i it probably is the biggest rodeo um in texas and uh, and in the United States, uh, down in Houston, they have country singers. I don't know if Shane Smith and the tallywags, or what did you call it? <laughs> <laughs> the
3: Saints, I believe. Oh, the, Saints. I, the,
0: Saints. the Saints. Shane <laughs> yeah.
1: Smith and the tallywags. Oh. Yeah.
0: Um, are, yeah. are, are you going to be going any of those? Con- I know there's some good country singers coming throughout it. If you're yeah. planning looking at the schedule Man. and planning something.
2: You know, I've gone to the the events in the past. I've been lucky enough to see Santana, Kings of Leon, but uh, man, I saw George Strait. Now I'm good. I ain't got to go back to see anybody else right now. But uh, it gets pretty hectic down there when you deal with that traffic, and then just because the, it's a carnival outside, the rodeo happens, then you got your concerts. But it's a whole lot of people, and uh, it's sometimes good if you get some free tickets rolled in there. But you won't catch me buying any tickets. and going,
0: yeah um well all right i uh i had a blast with you king as always um we will be having you on throughout the season when things kind of get rolling uh really i mean if saquon signs one of those if if there's a big splash we're going to be calling you up and seeing if you can get on um so you know definitely talking you know spring training but as always great talking to you um i will Keep you in the loop. Maybe make a little Houston, uh Houston rodeo trip here in the next, in the next yeah. month or so. But if not, you'll be seeing truck and I, Bears, Texans for sure. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's a, it's. got first
2: look. pick, right? Bears. Yes, we do. Yeah,
1: we'll see what happens with it, you know. But no um, fields, y'all done with them. <laughs> I, you know, we we talked about this quite a bit in the last episode. Uh, oh, okay. I I, okay. I would love to keep Fields. I just don't think it's I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think gotcha. they're 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 not going to pass up on Caleb. Uh, you know, resetting the clock. We're not letting you play both sides
0: here, Chuck. We're not letting you go, play both sides. I'm not playing. Would both sides? you? I'm just saying. All right, if it was up to you, would okay. you keep Fields then?
1: If it was up to me, and I'm making the decision, I'm keeping Fields.
3: Uh, yes.
1: <laughs> but, yes. But but but. I I don't think the bears are going to do that. I think the bears are going to draft Caleb Caleb and they're going to trade fields. So So the fantasy
0: truckers, perfect world fantasy world. You were keeping fields and what else? Tell me. And
1: we're trading the pick and we're getting a haul. We're trading down, trade down some more, get as many picks as you can
0: you got to be more specific. Up. You can't just say we're going to trade down and we're going to trade down some more. What, what well, are we trading?
1: Trading down, there's so many possibilities. There's so many teams that need a quarterback. Trade down to two, draft, uh, pick up uh, Marvin Harrison. You could trade down to six, grab Romo Dunze or, or Malik Nabors. Grabbing a wide receiver is crucial in this draft, and then loading up on the D-line and uh, uh, offensive line, a center preferably, but I'll take a tackle. Anything like that, the Bears are in a better spot. The defense is is phenomenal right now, and if they add a a, a few more pieces, which I think they will, I, we're we're going to be – that game in Houston is going to be uh, a good one. I'm
2: looking forward to it. Oh, yeah.
0: There you go, King. You got your answer. Trading down out of one, keeping right. fields, getting a legendary Hall, building around him in fields, trucker trusts. All that's right, what I would – Get the game plan ready. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely.
0: <laughs> All right, Chuck, sign us out, bud. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for
1: watching, listening. Please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and please let us know in the comments what you think the Texans should do in uh, in, in this year's draft and free agency. Let us know if you think we're right or if we're wrong. Um, go check out Three J Sports. Jared King, um, going to be—is that live yet,
2: or is it not live? Uh, we'll be publishing on Spotify and stuff. I'll let you guys know if y'all want to get together and let you know throughout the season. All right. And I what's
1: your it. what's your at? What's your uh, Twitter
2: handle? Uh, we don't have a X X handle right now, but we'll, uh, X, X. we'll yeah, we'll oh see yeah, if we can get on there. Formerly yeah. known as Twitter, of
1: course. Formerly known as Twitter. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Just be on the lookout. I'm sure once you do set that up, we will uh, be retweeting some of your stuff. So awesome. uh, follow us on all the on the all the socials and whatnot. Uh, but I got Cole, one did thing you want to
0: go, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, in real away. time, this happened. Uh, Chris Chelios um, retired his number in the Blackhawk uh, for the Blackhawks uh, tonight. All the all the Hawks in the house, Rodman in the house, Eddie Vedder, um, big, sh- big to do in Chicago. Patrick Kane is back playing with the with, with the wings in the house for this game. And he just walked it off in overtime. Kaner game winning goal for the Red Wings.
1: <laughs> right That's on. About right. That's about right. Didn't he have his 800th uh, assist career assist or something like that? It was crazy.
0: He's just he's an absolute legend. But I, I Oh yeah. I, having the Wings walk it off in overtime when Chelios retires his number, that's not great, but that it's Caner. I mean, come on. Yeah, you no, me. I'm I'm cool with that. The <laughs> ovation he got was electric. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was.
2: Shout all out right. to our guys, Jeremy and John 3J Sports. Appreciate you guys. Absolutely.
1: Uh be on the lookout for 3J Sports uh other than that, everybody, you know what to do. Buckle up.